Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. From the home of time. It is now quite a day for local sport from your local team. This is Charlton Live. Fever is back in SE7, just seven more winners, and it's 1947 all over again. Welcome to Charlton Live. A very good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live here on the Maritime Radio. We're still here. Haven't been at the Valley since about 11 o'clock this morning. Still here. Uh, my name is uh, Louis Mendes. We're going to look back on tonight's show at today's FA Cup triumph over Truro City. Those Cornish pasties, as, uh, as you so lovingly refer to them on, uh, on Thursday, Nathan. Uh, joining me in the studio here at the Valley uh, to dissect that game is uh, Tony Smith. How do you tell? Evening. I'm all right. Yeah, thanks. Yeah? Did you enjoy the game? Yes, I did, actually. Yeah. Strangely. Um, I thought uh, we're hiding to nothing, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, but I thought the second, second half, anyway. First half was a little bit... Mm, the second half was a good day. Yeah, and uh, joining the pair of us, as I just mentioned there, Nathan Munn. How are you doing, Nathan? Living dream, mate. You're living, living the dream, dream yeah? The yeah, dream's been the FA Cup dream. Yeah? Yeah, so far. Names on the trophy? <laughs> no. No? Not well, yet. he is, technically. He is, yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, yeah we're in the hat, so we've got a chance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've got a chance, but um, yeah, a long way to go. 
Nathan not really getting in the spirit of it there. More like man flu than cup yeah. fever, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Try again, Nathan. Is the name on a trophy? Oh yeah, without a doubt, mate. Yeah. <laughs> where, where are you looking forward to the final? Where are you going to sit? Uh, Wembley. Wembley. Yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> on tonight's show, then we will look back at uh, today's today's FA Cup uh, win over Truro City. Uh, we're also going to hear from Carl Robinson, of course, uh, and uh, from you guys. If you guys like to tell us what you made of today's game, you can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk, or you can tweet us uh, at charltonlive. In the second half of the show, we're going to tell you who we're playing in the next round, because we have done the draw within the Charlton Live studio. We know already, but hold on to your hats, we will tell you within the second half. I don't know if this is the official draw. No one's had. No one's it's as close as. Yeah, no one's confirmed whether that is or not. I don't know if the official draw blows away when someone sneezes. Well, that's true. Yeah, but, but that's what happened to our draw. But anyway, we do know who we're playing in the next round, according to the Charlton Live draw. Uh, if you've got any uh, other FA Cup memories, we sort of touched on this on Thursday before, because it is the FA Cup. Uh, if you have a favourite FA Cup memory that you want to uh, remind us of, it doesn't necessarily have to be Charlton related, uh, although it probably will help, uh, that you can let us know. Uh, and also, we're going to hear some quotes from Carl Robinson later, but basically he describes uh, the return of Ben Reeves and Mark Marshall from injury uh, as like two new signings so I want to know what your favourite football cliche is uh, that managers sometimes use uh, after the return of those two players is like two new signings what is your favourite football cliche we'll ask you that later in the show and also our player in focus this evening after he scored his first addicts goal today is one of those two new signings Mark Marshall I mean literally they are two new signings uh, but I don't they, they have uh, sort of just come back from injury as well so we will uh, discuss all those things. So like I say, if you want to get involved with the show tonight, you can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk, or you can tweet us at charltonlive. Now, just before we hear the highlights of that game, uh, Terry, your general thoughts of the performance and the result? It's a, it's a really difficult one to call because it, it, it's those these sort of cup ties uh, when you're playing against a side that you're expected to beat, but uh, there's no such thing in the FA Cup as we know, uh, and it's their big day out as well then it, we're always on a bit of a hiding to nothing. So uh, I was pleased he put out a, a strong side, Carl Robinson. And um, it's one of those where I didn't think we looked in any real trouble unless we sort of shot ourselves in the foot, as it were. Although uh, there were a couple of edgy moments, I'll give you that. But it, it was a stuttering performance, I think. But we still managed to, to get over the line re- relatively comfortably, I'd say. Yeah. Nathan, did you enjoy the performance? Um, yeah, sort of echo what Tell said, really. First half was a bit... Um it was a bit dull, but um, like you know, you're gonna have when people come and sit behind the ball, you're gonna it's gonna be like that, and we we couldn't really get our our game going first off, but second second off it picked up, especially the last sort of 15 minutes, which was just end to end, but um, which was good and nerve wracking at the same time, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but like like Tell said, the main thing is we're in the hat, um, and then obviously hopefully another win and get one of the big boys in the third. We are a big boy ourselves, of course. But, uh, we're, we're... Well, we are at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that uh, later. Right, let's have a listen to the highlights of today's game, brought to you by Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Into that uh, corner of the penalty area, finds him as well. Holmes turns towards the touchline. Left hand, left cross to force the Kasky on the foot, edge of the penalty area. Oh. oh, touched onto the bar by the keeper and then cleared away by Palmer as Charlton come close in the opening minute, six minutes of the game. Two. Lamont, Lamont swings the ball into the penalty area, it's a dangerous one, so header comes in from Harvey, which Amos had to stretch and pluck out of the air, and the first chance for Truro City, space to run into, finds De Silva on his outside, little ball back to from De Silva, finds Ben Reeves on a penalty spot, Great there's finish. the opening goal, Great finish, Ben Reeves, calm as you like, gives Charlton the lead, 
Well, I said Charlton can have joy down the wide sides. They certainly had on that occasion. Ricky Holmes picked up the ball in a lovely little ball out wide to J.D. Silva, who picked out Ben Reeves on the edge of the box perfectly. And Reeves controls it. And it's a delightful finish in the bottom right corner for Charlton. Just controls it nicely. It's a half volley in the end. And he manages to find that corner and Charlton have the lead. Marshall and Holmes up to try and keep Truro occupied at the back as the corner comes in. Plenty of movement. He founds Harvey on the penalty spot. Ball into the box. Oh, and it's cleared off the line by Chris Solly. I think it was uh, Palmer who got the last touch and the ball back into the box. That's a strong header from Rabi Saar. And he reaches the bouncing ball and clears it away for Charlton. Reeves turns. Looks for some support. Goes left for Holmes. Holmes takes it under control. Shooting opportunity. And just over the bar and dipped nicely. It was just over from Ricky Holmes and half oh, volley. True, I had this free kick inside Charlton's half, quite central near the halfway line. And Lamont will chip it in to a dangerous area. And Palmer with the header. We're talking about the big stocky fellow. He got on the end of that. But straight at Ben Amos in the end. And he rolls it out to Solly. True, having some joy in the set pieces, winning those headers. out defence and plays it short to Force Kasky. And Force Kasky gets in that position I was just talking about. Approaching the penalty. Force Kasky will go for goal. Oh. And tip behind by Mikhail. He'd probably be disappointed he couldn't keep hold of it, but instead parries it wide. One thing Truro will know is that Ricciose is capable of scoring from free kicks. Not entirely sure there's enough angle on the right, or enough space on the right hand side for him to find it, but let's see. And Holmes is over the wall and oh, it's tipped oh, wide by Mikhail. It might have been creeping, it might have been just going wide. It's a great effort from Ricky Holmes, right footed over the wall. And Mikhail wasn't to know whether it's going in or not, so didn't take any chances. Palmer no. intercepted, and there's the half-time whistle. No, and looks at the one-two, and Marshall instead peels off, and Marshall will come inside onto his left foot. Marshall crossing opportunity, perhaps. We'll go for goal. Deflection, oh, and it's in. 2-0, Charlton. It's a, it's a lucky goal in the end for the Addicts. It's unfortunate for Truro. Palmer, up. No, Palmer, I think, was who got the header. Come off Palmer's head, and the, uh, the keeper had no chance, Mikhail. Mark Marshall cutting inside onto his left foot. Went for goal. There's a clear defection of Palmer. I think it might have actually come off his leg. It's headed away by Saab. It will fall to Harvey. Harvey bringing the ball forward. It's a decent position. Harvey into the penalty area. You know, he's got the shot away. Closing down by Conzo. He's good defending to yeah. force the shot to be a bit tame than it looked likely to be. But again, Harvey showing that little bit of promise there for Billy Palfrey inside to Lamont. Crossing opportunity, perhaps. It's a decent ball in. And Harvey with the header. And it's in for Truro. They've got a goal back. Tyler Harvey with a free header. We talked about his danger. The 22-year-old former Plymouth man has got the non-league Truro side back in this game on the 60th minute. Well, I said uh, Truro needed to come at Charlton, and we've done just—they've done just that. And uh, we're guilty of allowing that cross to come in too easy. De Silva uh, had gone on a run. He had Forster Kasky trying to pick him out, didn't, and got uh, got picked off by Paul Free. And De Silva therefore was way out of position. And it was Forster Kasky's job to try and stop the cross coming in, and he didn't. And Harvey, as you say, has probably been their, uh, their best player for Truro. On hand to head it past uh, Lamos, who stood no chance. So he's on a run, actually. He's got space to move into. Tariq Fosso ahead of him. Fosso, corner of the penalty area. Takes his man on. Oh, uh, and then did him once and then let him come back. Tried to do him again. But Fosso is still on the ball, however. Did well to retrieve possession back after losing out to Palfrey. Finds De Silva, De Silva inside to Reeves, Reeves, little touch into Holmes, goes for the 1-2, Reeves in the penalty area, takes the shot, and there's number three. It's a lovely worked goal, you've got to give credit to Tariq Fosu after losing the ball initially, winning it back for Charlton, and then a combination of De Silva, Reeves and Holmes set up Ben Reeves inside the penalty area, just inside the left-hand edge, and he drilled the ball past McHale. 
to give Charlton the two-goal cushion again. It's just I knew we were going to score just to say we have not been good this second <laughs> half. I knew that was going to happen. But credit to Charlton. I tell you what, it's good play on this left-hand side. And I, I think Ben Rees is someone who's not had a lot of touches, but when he has, he's, he's looked to get involved and he's looked to, to make those sort of runs in behind the striker. And I've been impressed with his two finishes. Mikel will be a little bit disappointed that he couldn't keep it out. But Rees is a good low strike. He made sure he hit the target. He managed to squirm in that bottom right First corner. First ball uh, behind Naby Sarra. Got something on it, but not enough, and it's dropped to Neil. Neil tries to swing it across. It's ahead of by Harvey, off the crossbar. And it needs Konza to clear it away. And then Forster Kasky to complete that clearance. As Truro almost getting another goal. As, uh, and that is the final whistle. As uh, Charlton go into that for the second round of the FA Cup. Yes, and that second round draw will be tomorrow evening. Uh, we look forward to finding out who we have got, although, we, as, as I've said, we already do know in the Charlton Live studio because we've done the draw ourselves. Absolutely. Uh, but, um, I mean, should, 70, we, should we ring the FA up? Not to bother. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's normally a bit of a farce anyway, isn't it? So we could save them all the time. Uh, 76 places separated the two teams uh, in the league pyramid at kickoff. Uh, I don't think 76 places separated the two teams on the pitch, though. It didn't look like it, did it? It never does in the FA Cup anyway, does it? I mean, or at least very rarely. I mean, they've, uh, they come into a, a stadium like Charlton's, and uh, I don't know how many times any of their players that have played in um, stadiums as, as, as good and as big as this one. I don't know. Maybe a few have, but um, certainly not in recent uh, recent years. So they were always going to be up for it. It's their, uh, it's their big day, and uh, they brought just short of a 1,000 fans when they're Sort of average crowd is only about two or three hundred. I think it's about three hundred and something. So um, it's uh, it all points to them playing above their normal uh, level, perhaps, and and they gave a good account of themselves. And then you know, as you heard from the highlights, mm. or Lee they had chances. Yeah, Lee Hodges, their manager, did promise in in the build up to the game that they weren't just going to sit back and and let Charlton come onto them. They they were going to come out, and that's that's how it started straight away. There was there was sort of hard chances at both ends. I think they had a. Uh, a long shot where they hit their own fella from from the Mont. Who, who took that shot. We we saw the one from uh, uh, Forster Kasky firing just over before he then hit it against the bar. It was it was a really open game to the start to the game. It seemed like um, they'd uh, set their stall up. They had five across the back, so they were trying to stop us getting round them. And, and you can understand that. Um, <clears throat> and then when we uh, when we did get the opening goal, uh, which was what about nine minutes in, I think. Um, I thought that they might open up straight away, you know, and take a man out of defence and really then go for it. But they didn't actually. They held their shape, and it wasn't really until we went two nil up that they then started to start to throw the kitchen sink at us. Yeah, I mean, with, with the way the game started, Nathan, were you were you surprised by how how well Truro sort of dealt with us in the opening stages? Um, yeah, I mean, to an extent, yeah, because we knew um, that it was possible they were going to sit behind the ball to start off. They weren't going to come attacking at us from the first minute. Um, and like Terry said, you know. You're gonna try have to try and break them down when you've got that five across the back. You, obviously, they try they're gonna prevent you going through the middle and obviously going over in the wider areas. So they looked, um, yeah, they they were doing a job, but it was only gonna be a matter of time, I thought, because they were they were pressing and then there was only so much time you can press that ball that they were doing in the middle. And I thought we were getting, like, I saw Ben Reeves was coming deep as well when he was just sort of moving all over the place, which is. Um, just nice to see when he's coming back, but I thought they dealt with it really well, and I gave, I think they gave him a good, good account of themselves. Yeah, in, in terms of the, the starting lineup, I mean, uh, you mentioned at the top of the show there, Tully, you're pleased to see that we, we put out a strong lineup. And now, if you, if you I'm not going to compare it to the EFL Trophy game because obviously there's 11 changes almost from that, but for, if you compare it to the Wimbledon game, it's five changes, 
uh, from from the last League One game. But if you think about it, two of them include Reeves and Marshall coming back in. Exactly, and um, and so it was a very strong side. And not only that, Naby Sarr has, has been a regular first teamer as well. And so um, Johnny Jackson, I suppose, and uh, uh, Joe Dodu would be two of the ones that you would say were fringe players that uh, that got a start. Other than that, it's uh, it's pretty much it could be a first eleven on any given day. Hmm. So um, I was pleased with that, and I think um, to be fair to Carl, he always said that he was going to put a strong side out. Um, rested, uh, you knew. He, I think everybody knew he was going to rest Josh McGuinness uh, because he hinted at that anyway. What with uh, the international thing coming up as well, so that was always likely. Um, it was then a toss up whether or not uh, he'd play uh, Naby Sarr alongside Ezri Konza or, or Patrick Barron. He, he went for Ezri, of course. Hmm. Other than that. It's it's pretty much the first time, isn't it? Yeah, and it was it was only a few moments after Tyler Harvey had his first real chance on nine minutes, where he headed uh, in the end. You're sort of plucked out the air by Amos, so we went down the other end and took the lead. And now, obviously, this is the, the good thing about minutes in a competition like this: is players like Reeves and Marshall, who are coming back from fitness, are going to get their chances to score. And it's a great goal uh, from Ben Reeves, his third his third of the season uh, when he when he got his first one, which have all come in uh, in cup competitions, and he controlled it well on the edge of the box. And it's a nice little finish. Yeah, no, it's nice. And it's also the build-up from De Silva as well with him sort of going forward and galloping forward that he does. And um, But yeah, I was really... I know, obviously, the opposition's probably not going to be the same every week, but I thought he'd done really well today. And he's, it, like I said earlier, he was all floating around and he was picking up the ball in nice little pockets. And um, he obviously he's good with both feet. <laughs> he can shoot with both feet. And Cole's already mentioned in his interviews that you know he's a good finisher on the ball and... What's that? He's fourth now, isn't it? And three yeah, games or something. Games, so, yeah. yeah. So he's um, just keep keep him getting fit, and then he's going to be pushing obviously Clarkey. Well, I think we've probably all, all forgotten a little bit about uh, about Ben Reeves and, and where he can play actually, mm. uh, and that's going to be I think uh, Carl's uh, the decision he's got to make because where does he play? You'd uh, almost say he's almost like for like for. Uh, Maybe not Marshall, maybe even Forster Kasky because he, he sort of gets in the box a lot. And uh, But I think he likes playing as a 10, really. So it would be Clark yeah, yeah. who'd, who'd be the question there. Theoretically, you'd say that, but uh, yeah, um, we're blessed in that area, by the looks of it. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a problem you'd like to have. But of course, uh, well, people might might say now after the last few games, well, you know, Clark's a great player and he's, he's been right up there as one of our best, but Reeves has come in, done well, and scored goals as and well. And that, scored goals, exactly. Yeah, and that brings something else to it. So someone playing in a 10 said, so will. I mean, do you think Carl? Which way do you think Carl may be tempted to fall on that decision? Yeah, it's it's difficult because obviously I don't think Clark's done anything wrong. But um, I mean, once obviously Reeves Reeves is obviously 100 percent fit and all, and he's still scoring. Then obviously, like you said, Robbo's got a bit of a decision on his hands that um, that he's got to pick one of them. But th- this is what we've always wanted. We've, we've we've not had this sort of dilemma for a, for a while now. So it's nice having that competition that. You know, Clark's got to look over his shoulder a little bit now if Reeves is banging him in. So, but I mean, if Reeves carries on, you know, then he's obviously going to get a start soon, and then it's up to him to keep this place. Obviously, well, Reeves's goals have all come in, in cup competition, like I said. So, two of them in the Checker trade, and now two uh, against Truro in the FA Cup today. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter who the opposition is if you're banging in goals. That's going to improve your confidence, no end. Yeah, and it's all about getting in the position uh, to 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 take those chances in the first place. And and Busby's goals today were. Uh, slightly different actually he drifted into the penalty area for the first one but then that lovely little move and 1-2 with Ricky Holmes got him into the penalty area for the second one so it looks like he can he can sort of do both and uh, he's just got that knack and, and that's what Carl Robinson said before and he's got the knack of scoring goals and uh, long may that continue doesn't matter who, uh, how you score them uh, but you've got to be in a position in the first place and he seems to have that 
um, happy neck of being in the right place at the right time. Now I said, uh, you know, you'd almost expect after a solid start from Truro when, when we do get that goal, you'd expect them to lose shape, lose heart, anything like that. Just, that just did not happen whatsoever, and they were certainly still within the game, and even had a penalty shot. I don't know if you guys had a view on this, where a shot from behind the goal hit clearly hit Nabisar's arm. But, it was down by his side, yeah. so his arms weren't in an unnatural position, which I think is the is the key, isn't it? When, mm. uh, when and he didn't have time to move it out of the way or anything exactly. like that. It's quite a point blank. Um, and then, uh, I mean, but they still they were still having their chances. So we saw Noah Keats, who um, uh, scored the brace against Hampton and Richmond, that, that got Truro into this round, uh, having uh, an effort saved by Amos. And then came their biggest chance of the first half. Again, it was uh, Harvey. Uh, at the corner, sort of like a, a training ground routine corner, played low towards the edge of the box. He got a shot and it bobbles around, deflects towards goal. And I guess you would have been right behind that, no? Yeah, I was. Hot yeah. in the mouth at that point? <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah, because it was. Um, I, c- I didn't really notice Solik, not because he's that small, but I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't really. I couldn't because really, I was sort of blocked by someone else. So I've seen it and. And I've just looked at it thinking, that's going in. And obviously, up comes Little Souls and off the line. But, um, yeah, no, that Harvey obviously just caused a fall in our, in our side at some stages. But what, when that, I honestly thought that went in. And I thought, right, we're going to have a bit, going to be in a bit of bother now. But um, luckily, Souls was there. Well, so as that first half progressed, we weren't really getting behind mm. them too often. It was all, all our efforts. I'm looking down at my notes. All sort of long shots. And Marshall hit one over the bar. Uh, Forster Kasky had a low drive which the keeper did well to, to turn behind but other than that you know, I think Ricky Holmes had his free kick we, we weren't really getting through him and this was all about the, the way that Truro knew they had to set up and knew they had to be very difficult to break down well we I mean we mentioned it on commentary as well <clears throat> we thought uh, we overplayed it a little too much in, in that first half where we were trying to pick the <clears throat> the flash pass into the box and doing those little runs behind him um, when we had gl- some very good positions to just get that ball in the box put them under pressure uh, and all right, they're a big side at the back, but if you put the cross in properly uh, and have players running into it, then size shouldn't really matter. But we kept cutting back and then trying to play it through the middle and then going back out again. And we, I, th- I just thought we were trying to overcomplicate things a bit in that first half. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so we get to half time at one nil, and uh, you're thinking for the second half, we do we do need a goal sort of early doors and. Uh, I mean, I, I just right at the start of the second half, we did have a nasty looking injury to Esri Konza. But I, I, I genuinely, I haven't seen the photo of, of how his ankle was at a 90 degree angle to his leg. I'm surprised that, that he continued after that. But Robinson didn't sound too happy with the tackle as well. Well, it was from behind as well. And, and you know, when you consider what uh, uh, the rule book saying, tackles from behind it should be outlawed and punishable by uh, by a card. And that's I think what he was probably getting at. Um, it was a reckless one, and and um, I wouldn't say it was. You know, deliberate or anything, it was just um, you know he tried to get to the ball from the wrong side of the player and, and caught Ezra, and he was clearly, it was clearly a sore one. There's a way he was slapping the ground. And it took him a little while to get over it, but I'm thankful that he did because um, towards the end of that uh, second half, he put in a couple of really good mm. last ditch challenges. Yeah, uh, the second goal uh, had an element of luck to it. I think um, Mark Marshall uh, let him fly. It's his first goal in Charlton Colours, I guess. If it is officially his, I haven't seen any replays to suggest it might have been going wide before he hit it or not. So. Uh, but yeah, a massive deflection and completely wrong-footed Mikel in the in the goal. And Again, uh, I think uh, I think you'd probably be was, right yeah, behind that. Right, so right I don't know if it was going on target, but it was, <laughs> I wouldn't have given it to him. <laughs> but everywhere I've seen it, it's been given to him, so it must have been going on on goal. But yeah, that was one of the biggest deflections I think I've ever seen. But 
it was more on target than his first one in I think yeah shot <laughs> uh, did he go out for a throw uh, not quite yeah. it wasn't far <laughs> off it though I saw that I, one I, I don't know what Carl, yeah I mean he, he, yeah he lined up a shot Mark Marshall in the first half and you thought oh here we go top corner and it did hit nearly hit the top corner of the big screen so <laughs> yeah. I mean it, that was absolutely wild if you listen to Carl uh, if you read the South London Press report after the game Carl's sort of saying you know his shooting got closer started off hitting the Jimmy Seed stand sign <laughs> then he hit the back row then he scored <laughs> he was equally pretty I mean but again you know first goal in, in Charlton Colours mm. now like a new signing, as, as Carl said. Um, I mean, the, uh, described by Robinson as the best right right footed midfielder mm. in the league. So one hell of a player coming back. Everywhere you go, um, and since we've signed Mark Marshall, everywhere we've been as an away uh, in an away game, if they've come up against Bradford last season, everyone says, "Oh, you got that Mark Marshall now, haven't you?" He absolutely ripped us apart last season. And, and I'm not kidding. Pretty much every single uh, away ground we go to that had to face Mark Marshall last season were saying how much he was the reason that uh, Bradford beat him. Now, it's a big uh, it's a big thing to carry that on for, for two seasons solid. So it comes with a huge reputation, Mark Marshall. And uh, we started to see glimpses of it on, uh, was it Wednesday night? No, I keep forgetting. It's Wednesday yeah, it's night. When, yeah, that was Wednesday. It's Tuesday week, to, yeah. yeah, we started to see glimpses of it where he went past players and got in some unbelievably uh, uh, good crosses from very tight angles. So if that that bodes well, if once he gets uh, really up to to peak fitness, or how long that will take, I have no mm-hmm. idea. Um, but uh, as Carl Robinson said after uh, after that Wednesday night, Josh McGuinness will be looking at those crosses, thinking, "Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he will be." Uh, so then uh, another warning shot was fired by by Harvey there, Tyler Harvey, <laughs> and within and then he sort of turned and had an effort safe, and then just two minutes later, um, he he scored the goal. Now. Uh, you know, ne- never nice to concede a goal against a non-league team, I guess. But I mean, the scenes behind the away and were absolutely superb. Reminiscent, I remember seeing Bromley score away at Gillingham once in the FA Cup, even though they were two 0 down. Everyone just goes crazy, and it's probably worth the uh, two hundred and forty-mile journey up 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 from the, uh, the the southwest for it. But uh, in terms of the actual game, I mean that that brings them straight back into it. Yeah, no, and I, I, when it, when it happened, I was actually. Um... I thought they deserved the goal, really. I thought just just for their bravery, really, and how they tried putting it on us a little bit. But I mean, yeah, it's great header by obviously the, the, their best player by a country mile. But um, yeah, I, I, when it went to two one, you start thinking, well, we we said on Thursday, are we going to be complacent? And I don't know. There was there were certain aspects in that second half where we were we being too complacent. I don't know. And that's when I started thinking, well, we need to uh, buck our ideas up a little bit here because. It'll only take another situation like that, and then we'll find us level, and then, and then yeah, it could all go horribly wrong. Yeah, we're all so, heading southwest on the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Well, funnily enough, actually, just um, uh, on BBC London when we we're doing the show, the, the main commentators they had a lull in the, whatever game they were doing, and they're talking about our game, and they were saying. Or the, the Charlton fans will be hoping that it hasn't. They don't have to have a replay, and they'll be googling whether there's an airport anywhere near. Toronto. <laughs> Apparently, there's one in Newquay. So if, uh, if if it had gone to a, a, a replay, I would have been getting a plane down to Newquay. Oh, I, would, well, yeah, I see. see BBC. It's a different world. <laughs> I would you be driving or cycling? Yeah. <laughs> Walking, probably. <laughs> I, drove, I drove to Plymouth and that was long enough. I'm not driving all the way to, to Truro. But luckily that uh, that 10 minute scare uh, was over quite quickly. And uh, goal of the game, Mm. Uh, I think in terms of movement and build up to it, it's a lovely little bit of interplay between Ricky Holmes and, and, and Ben Reeves and you know 
Ricky Holmes is the sort of player that's got the quality and the vision to be involved in moves like that. He knows how to drag a defender out, win the ball back, make space for Reeves to make the run back into the area. Uh, and, and a good low finish. The keeper got hands for it. Might have felt he could have done better with it, but a good low finish, and I thought it was a really good goal. Yeah, no, it was, it was lovely. Um, nice little, uh, obviously a nice little backhill from Holmesy and good finish again and another sort of position from Reevesy. Um, I wanted to clap, but I couldn't because I had bother with my hand. So, um, nice. A load, load of it went over my sleeve, but um, <laughs> which was I was upset about. Uh, but no, yeah, it was a really good finish. And I said on Twitter, it was, a, it was just a great third goal. It was just a nicely worked goal. Um, like a perfect goal, really, which I think we was trying, like you said, we were trying to do too much of that in the first half. But this time it come off. Uh, but yeah, nice little finish. And yeah, he's, he's, he's looking quite sharp now, Reezy. Mm. So. <coughs> good work from Tariq Fossil mm. uh, to... Uh, it, it looked like he'd lost the ball. Uh, well, no, he did yeah, lose the ball. Yeah, he had lost it. And, really. uh, and then went, went back, back and won it back again, which he did two or three times, which uh, which is good to see. Yeah, but it's, it's quite... That, that last... So, so that was, what, 15, 20 minutes from the end. The last... Uh, yeah, 20 minutes from the end. The last 20 minutes was quite an <laughs> entertaining open game where it seemed... And it seemed like every Charlton player got the ball, so, oh, I fancy a goal now. Yeah. And we committed so many men forward. But that left that left spaces at the back for Toronto. And there's at one point where they had the ball on the edge of our D and they had two players completely open, so they slipped it round. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two within the area, but there, there was plenty of chances and, and an open game like that. And it really, it, it, that's when people say, "Oh, it's, it's a cup tie sort of game." You could just see that everyone just wanted to score a goal. Well, that's why I found that second half enjoyable. I think, as I said um, earlier, I think when it was one nil, I don't think uh, Truro really committed players forward. They kept that same shape, and maybe they were hoping then for a, a last ten, fifteen minute um, bombardment of Charlton with high balls and and grab a replay. So they didn't really commit men forward. It wasn't until we went 2-0 up that they really started to, to come at us. And when they came at us, it left spaces. And as you say, obviously, from a Charlton point of view, those spaces, you had players looking in those spaces and think, right, you're right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on and score a goal here and make it 3-4-5 uh, or whatever. And all that did was leave gaps behind. Mm. Uh, and we started to make them probably look a little bit better than they would have done otherwise. If we'd have uh, maybe maintained our shape and not, uh, not committed as many men forward then they perhaps wouldn't have had the amount of chances they seem to have in the last sort of 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, though, we could have easily added oh, two, or three, two or three goals in that uh, in, in that late spell. But they did uh, just, we got into that four minutes of injury time and there, and there was one final hurrah for, uh, was it Harvey again who hit the Harvey ball? Harvey again, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, in terms of, I mean, pe- people always try and pick out gems from non-league and obviously we, we've only seen him once but I was really impressed with that yeah. with that Harvey today it was, he, he, like, he was at the centre of everything that they created but it wasn't even like, even though the goal was good and he had chances it was even his uh, link up play with his back to goal how he sort of um, he sort of done balls around the corner and it, it was just really impressive but like you said we've only seen him once um but he's obviously got something about him. He was, was it Plymouth he came through and he's played? Yeah, he's, he was, he's been at Plymouth, he's obviously got he was at Wrexham him. and he's, he's been mm. at a few different clubs. But, but yeah, yeah. It's, worth, it's worth keeping an eye on him, you know. But, um, yeah, no, he was he was really impressive today and I was sort of glad in all. Now, now, now we've, now we've in, we're in the hat. I was glad that they actually got that goal because I think he definitely deserved one. Oh, yeah, so Definitely, so. And uh, Charlton fans uh, showed their class at the end there. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's the correct thing to do yeah. when, when a, a non-league team comes and plays so well that you, you clap them off. But, uh, I mean, the Truro players were in a hard huddle for quite a while and then went to their fans. So it took them quite a while to come down uh, to our end. But Charlton fans stayed behind to, to give them a round of applause. We just didn't see if we'd have done that if it had been a draw, mind. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, you're right. A touch of class from, from the Charlton fans because, yeah. uh, um, again, you're right. The uh, the um, City players were, were rightly going across to their fans and applauding them because uh, it was a long trip up 
uh, for them. And so uh, it took a while for them to come back to the dugout, and, uh, and especially in the West, Lower West, everybody seemed to stay behind and, and give them a good round of applause off, which is nice. Excellent stuff. Right, another man, uh, well, one man who wasn't staying behind that long because he was already in the studio by the time Terry got down. <laughs> it was shocking. Yeah, it was, uh, I, had to, I had to cut off. I had to just leave and just come down to try and catch him. I was out of breath by the time I spoke to him. But Me and you both. It's Sunday yeah. dinner. He's probably after that, isn't he? Yeah, and, and in fact, you'll listen at the very start of this interview. You can hear that Terry's just <laughs> panting. Uh, I don't know if that's because he's in the presence of Carl Robinson or Obviously, because, of, because of how long it took it him was to get that there. last minute sprint. That <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, uh, Terry speaking to Carl Robinson after today's win. Joined by Carl Robinson in the studio after the 3 1 victory in this FA Cup first round. And Carl, is that one of those games that you're just glad to get out of the way? Yeah, it is. Listen, I don't think you're ever going to. You're never going to please everybody. I think we could have scored a lot more. We looked a little bit poor at the back, but that's just because the, the, the easier the game became, we'd become a little bit more open and a little bit more disjointed. Um, but I thought I thought their big boy up front was 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 outstanding on the day. Uh, I thought he really played well. But listen, it's it's a good performance. It's a win, and uh, you move on. Thank you for the people who came and supported us. Um, and congratulations to Toro for getting this far. It's a tremendous achievement. Um, but we've done the job. We did what we came here to do today. It's one of those uh, sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Type yeah, games, it, it is. Yeah, but you, listen, you got to have the utmost respect for the opposition. It's an amazing achievement. Like I said to you before, for them to get this far in the competition. Um, and it just shows you the magic of the FA Cup. You're never quite sure. People will say it was almost a perfect day. We we won. Uh, they scored the goal. We'd give their travelling fans something to cheer for. Um, not that I wanted that. Um, there were some little things that we looked a little bit sloppy in certain areas, but I'm not going to say to the players, listen, it was a win today and that was the most important thing. Was it the case of, especially in the first half, maybe overplaying things a little bit, at, uh, uh, trying for the perfect pass, perfect shot? I just think we took too many touches on the ball. Um, when you see Reeves' first goal back, the movement was outstanding in the ball from Jade Silva. Reeves is an unreal finisher. We, uh, listen, that's probably brought him to the football club. I think it's three starts and four goals now for him. He's a goal scorer. Um, he doesn't very rarely misses the target. Um, whether that be on his left foot or his right foot, he's got an amazing knack of it in the back of the net. So it was pleasing for him, I say, to get more goals. Uh, and it's an FA Cup uh, run that we uh, that we go to the next round. I suppose uh, uh, do, do these think games become a distraction, or is it uh, the FA Cup, uh, the especially FA Cup, where we are at the minute? It's the FA Cup. Listen, some people say oh, you're best getting knocked out early, but then all of a sudden, them saying people if you get knocked out early, be saying why do you get knocked out of Truro at home? So again, you, you're never gonna you're never gonna please everybody, and that's that's the nature of the industry. Um, Jay Fosikaski <laughs> missed a number of chances today. Um, a number of the players missed a lot of chances they could have made this game a little bit easier but the, the, all in all I think the most important thing is we're through to the next round of the FA Cup um, we will compete in the next stage we're competing in the, in the Johnson in the checker trade and we're at the top end of the table in our main objective so when you look at we got through the first round we got knocked out in the second round to, to a good Norwich side so one of the things we've entered this year rotating the squad like we have we've been very very competitive and, and again that's a testament to the players and when we get to the next round of course uh, as with the first round Charlton are a side that everybody wants to play uh, especially at the Valley I would guess yeah listen I think people are, are sort of come here and, and want to beat us but we've got to make sure that we're mentally strong enough and getting to the third round and getting a big draw is something that we'll, we'll look for it'll certainly help our chances in, the, in January to do something quite big so from that perspective it, it, it's, a, it's a very uh, it's a prestigious competition as well so to be associated with it and, and the club's money so I think it was it would have been something on the record books getting knocked out of Truro what club would have got knocked out of the first Cornish team but the team got knocked out have also won the trophy it was uh, so listen for us today it was about getting through to the next round and, and, and no injuries which was great um, and the players who were getting back to fitness in March he looked a bit rusty and Reeves he looked a little bit rusty 
but again, getting more minutes into the election. Has these uh, uh, this this FA Cup game and the two checker trade uh, trophy games either side of this given you actually given you a half decent opportunity to uh, give uh, Reeves and Marshall uh, a lot more game time, yeah, bring in players who, who have been on the fringe as well. Yeah. So in some ways, and give players a rest, it's almost worked out quite well. Yeah, certainly, certainly has done. Yeah, and that's well, what I'm, that's what I'm pleased about. Uh, well, good luck for the next round of the Cheers, cup. Mate, thanks and, very much. Uh, good luck. We'll see you Wednesday. Cheers, mate. Good Tuesday, Sunday. isn't it? Wednesday. Happy it's Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers. Holmes to force Kasky. Holmes, Clark, lovely play. Clark brings the ball forward. He's got Holmes inside who he uses. Holmes, Holmes, Holmes. Holmes! Yes! What a goal! Charlton, Ricky Holmes on his left foot, brought the ball forward, continue with it, and fires in the back of the net. Charlton have their second. Holmes against his former side. Welcome back to Channel Live. That was Terry there speaking to <laughs> Carl Robinson. I've had a few of them phone calls. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they're coming from. Um, <laughs> uh, Carl seemed... To, I don't know, it's, it's hard to read how you should react to such a win. I think he was very gracious uh, about Truro um, after the game in, in the press conferences well, and the interviews. Relieved, and I suspect, is the, is the, the big word. Right? Yeah, Again, yeah. no no injuries. Uh, came through unscathed, won it. So... Uh, all the pitfalls that could have happened today didn't, so I should imagine that's his overriding feeling is relief. Yeah. It's funny actually because his last, uh, his, first, his first even uh, Charlton game was in the FA Cup, and so that was in the second round. So now we're coming up to a year now uh, in terms of in terms of his uh, his spell at, at Charlton. Uh, if you had to analyse his year in charge, Nath, how would you go? What would you say? I, I think he's been positive. I've, I've 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 liked his first year. I think the way we're playing. Um, we're sitting fourth in the league. Well, I don't think, apart obviously, apart from being top in the league, but um, can't really grumble to be honest. Um, I think it's been, I think it's been 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 a good appointment. I mean, obviously, last year he didn't really have his team per se, so he obviously was sort of square peg round holes. But I think what he's doing at the moment and what he's trying to build and what he's trying to instill, it's it's working at the moment. We've got this, there's a good vibe at the moment. Um, just around the place, and, and that's what I want to continue. So, yeah, a year in charge of, yeah, that's fine. I, I think. And the way you approach the cup game today, including so many big name players, you're happy with that? You think that's the right thing to do? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, the FA, FA Cup is, is is the best best cup in the world, really, in my opinion. Um, not not like the one on Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever it is. Check a trade. Yeah, no, not, not that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I love the, the FA Cup, even though we've never really had too many glamorous ties. Um, I thought I think we should always play strong. Maybe change it up a little bit like he did, but I think it was good that week. Because a good thing that he put a strong team out because we haven't got a game next week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so, exactly what I was going to say. With the the fact we haven't got a game next week, there's not as much worry about resting players, but mm. also in terms of momentum. Yeah. Um, I mean, how important? I mean, if you lose today, then that any momentum, I mean, that can really knock your confidence back. So even if it's just, a, it feels like the wheel just keeps on turning. 
it's much better than if you know if it had stopped today. Oh, absolutely, no question about it. As I mentioned in the in the commentary as well, I think these the FA Cup game and the two uh, checker check out uh, uh, trophy games. Check yourself for you. Have, um, uh, have come at a perfect time uh, with the international break as well. It's given him the opportunity to to rest players that he thought needed it most. Uh, and to bring in fringe players, allow Marshall and Reeves to have extra minute time, uh, and uh, so I think it's almost worked out as as well as it probably could have. If you had to script it, you probably couldn't have done it any better. Right. So let's uh, jump on to the uh, correspondence so far. Tim Jackson sent a nice tweet actually about his recons yeah. signing things uh, and taking photos with young fans after full time today. Yeah. A touch of class uh, from the young man. I do. I do think our players are very good at that sort of stuff mm. uh, in terms of. Uh, meet with the fans and taking photos and that sort of thing no I agree I think um, it, it, we've, come, uh, we've come almost full circle because we had a moment in, a, you know, in the last few years where that wasn't the case and now we're sort of uh, the players at least are, are, are getting back to what we expect from a Charlton team mm. in fact there was just a nice tweet by, sent by Johnny Jackson actually it says always nice to play in the FA Cup uh, and to be part of a win huge credit to uh, Truro City uh, they pushed us all the way good luck for the rest of the season so another uh, touch of class there so have you got have you got the uh, the tweets there yes we have uh, Tom Walling tweeted us in thanks Tom uh, not the 6-0 we predicted uh, but a win's a win keep the momentum going and sounds like Truro did themselves proud which, which yeah, I think they did agreed with yeah I mean because uh, before, before a game like today people do get carried away and they forget it's an FA Cup tie mm-hmm. and they predict you know, six, seven nil wins. I think. I think on during the week. I think I said something like two nil. I was a bit more. Yeah, I said five. Yeah, a bit more uh, conservative about it. The FA Cup throws up. Um, you know, at times it goes to play. I mean, look at um, Dartford today at Swindon. I mean, Swindon give them a good thumping. But there are other games. And um, was it the the Berry game with against mm. Woking one all? So, you know, it'll throw up games which uh, which will cause cause a surprise or an upset or at least run run the uh, supposedly. Better side close. It's yeah. going to happen. I mean, even even if you look at yesterday, uh, Ipswich obviously took a, a two 0 lead against Doncaster before they traditionally bottled it uh, <laughs> and ended up losing six two. But uh, yeah, any, anything. I think uh, uh, Charlton will be, uh, were, did well to make sure they didn't get sucked into to something like that. Well, we you know we've been there before. Accrington Stanley uh, a few years ago. Northwich Victoria. Uh, Northwich, yeah. sorry. Uh, up at Victoria Park, so you know, for every uh, <coughs> every good game and big game you have, there's always uh, a potential banana skin, and we've been there before. So, yeah. you know, it's it, you have to do this job. You have to you have to um, go through the not go through the motions. That's the wrong word, but you have to do uh, and and be professional in games like this. And, and we've had occasions where we haven't been in the past. So, um, I'm I'm really quite pleased that, uh, that that we played quite well against a side that we were expected to beat but had to anyway well funnily enough actually uh, on that Northridge Victoria game I, I don't think I've mentioned this on the show but a couple of weeks ago I bumped into one of the Charlton players from that game uh, at uh, King's Cross uh, it's actually a man called Nicky Bailey who I'm sure you all remember uh, still looking for his ball yeah so, well if you look closer you were coming back from uh, <laughs> I think we were coming back from Bradford and we, and we got into King's Cross and my mate said oh we're in the bar there and Nicky Bailey's here come and have a chat so as I walk in, everyone goes, "Oh, Louis, yeah, you're a stato. You can help us." I was like, "What?" I said, "Right." But Nicky Bailey. So they were talking about the Northridge Victoria game, uh, the, the the FA Cup game they'd lost. Then Nicky Bailey was like, "No, there was another game we lost to a non-league club." And I was like, "No, that's the only game we've ever lost to a non-league club." And then he was standing there arguing with me. No, we definitely lost to another non-league club. I was like. No, we didn't. So he spent ages trying to argue that he, he was worse at football than he actually was. Which was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but we had never have. It's only it's only. No, no Northridge Victoria is the only time we've lost to a, uh, a non-league well, who's club. Who's talking about then? 
probably like Barney or something. Maybe yeah, maybe, maybe something. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah, but to, to put that to, to, to put that, that defeating context, I mean, um, Northwich Victoria were a national were a National League North team, so the same level as Truro. So, yeah, that would have been a one 0 loss to Truro today. That would have been the, the equivalent uh, of that game. Uh, he lost to Clapton Orient in, in 1936. I don't know if that's the one he was talking. about What was about. the game like, Tell? Um, yeah. yeah, it was tight. <laughs> We were in it. Wasn't that the last day you went with students? <laughs> we <were doing. laughs> we was, I was there with me, uh, with me, with me boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, you got a tweet from uh, from Martin there. No, I'm sulking there. <laughs> uh, yes, we were talking earlier about uh, about players, and we've got a couple here for uh, about the team. Uh, Clark, according to Martin. Um, Clark Flatless to deceive for me doesn't look like a goal threat he should be and um, we were talking about Reeves is almost the opposite to that at the moment so um, yeah maybe uh, it's uh, it's not such a difficult uh, question for Carl Robinson to have to uh, have to ask I mean did you have a view on that I mean I, I remember saying at the start of the season that I'm certain that by the end of the season Clark everyone will hate him but I won't hate him because of his link up play because I'm boring and I like link up play everyone else likes goals and stuff I mean mm. Do you, have you, do you think he's gone off the boil in that, in that perhaps at all? Because he's certainly not the goal threat that Reeves is. No, I, 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 don't, I really like Clark. There's uh, the begin as he, as he started. He's he, the way his fluidity and where he moves and how it. I can't. It was, I think it was the first couple of home games. He was just unplayable and maybe maybe he's been marked out. I don't know. Marked out of a game. I don't know. But I still think there's more to come from Clarkey. But maybe Reeves is is just more of a goal threat than. Clarkie is not he's a bit more subtle maybe Clarkie on the I ball. think um I think what uh, certainly what Clark brings is the energy levels that mm. maybe uh, I mean we have, we don't know yet because uh, we haven't seen Reeves enough in the Charlton shirt I don't suppose and I can't, I honestly can't remember what he was like him going on so I'd like to but remember but I, remember, I remember he scored he scored he had a knack of scoring spectacular goals as well and I remember playing when he was playing here in the well, yeah, it would have been the FA Cup game that we drew nil nil. He came quite close a couple of times. He scored a great goal uh, against us uh, away at Stadium MK. So he's he's got that in his locker, which I'm not sure Clark has. What um, I think you have to then sacrifice something, and it, it'll mean if he if he takes that number ten role, then it means the likes of Forster Kasky and Cashy have got to step up that little bit more because he certainly covers a lot of ground, uh, even playing at number ten and doing mm. in the defensive work as well. So if we are to play Reeves, um, and I don't know whether or not Reeves gives the same sort of cover. Uh, that Clark has given us, uh, it means uh, the rest of the midfield has got to step up and fill that uh, fill that gap. Mm. Uh, right, interesting tweet from Tim Jackson. Yeah, it says uh, thinks that Naby Sar was back to his old self today against uh, a better team would have given away three or four goals single handedly. Come back soon, Pierce. Uh, I have to agree with him. I did think uh, Naby was a bit shaky, uh, mm. especially in the first half. I thought he, he he just seemed a little bit nervous. We, we know whether that's because he was alongside Esri and they haven't mm. played together before. I don't know. Well, there's, there's a number of things there. So, like you say, uh, being alongside Esri, they're two fairly inexperienced centre halves there. Although it's the same really with Bauer. Don't forget, Pierce is out for a, for a fair old while. So in terms of who's going to take the lead in terms of organising there, that'll be a question as well. Uh, you, you might even talk about overconfidence sometimes because you, you go into a game against Toro City, you might think, oh, we're going to walk, we're going to walk through this. You get more lax, you take more chances. Uh, I mean, do you think either of those could have been the case? I mean, I, I've always said that as well as he has played, Saar has got mistakes in him and that's what, you know, we don't want to get carried away with the fact he started playing well quite recently. Yeah, no, I think uh, there was a there was a moment in the second half. I think we, I think he got the ball was caught in between his feet. I think and they got they nearly scored from mm. it. But um, yeah, he, he does. He, 
it's weird because sometimes on the ball he can be really technical and really good there was a point in the first half he got it out and he spread it out wide and it looks really nice but then there's times like Tell said there's always a mistake in him and that's the the thing that makes me really nervous about him but I want him to do well because he's just a big old unit he's such a threat at set pieces which I think because we're not the biggest of sides are we apart from Josh and Nabs I'm wondering if it's because if you look at the way uh, Esri Konza and uh, Nabi Sar play they're both they both like to play the ball out they don't like just like uh, hoofing it Yeah. they like to uh, pick a pass and, and pick a, uh, a footballing option rather than just uh, a typical defender's option and I'm wondering whether you can't really play Esri and Nabi together because they are too similar like that uh, whereas you need a, a Patrick Bauer who's just going to clear his lines, who's just going to do the, the typical centre-half defending work. Uh, and I wonder if that's the reason uh, mm-hmm. that uh, that he looked a bit shakier today than he has done in the in the last four or five games he's played. Uh, but I still thought he, um, overall, well, I admit he did look shaky at times, but I think overall he's still, um, he's, uh, I still think he's better than, than uh, uh, the Naby Sar we saw of, uh, yeah. a couple of seasons ago. It's funny, it's funny because um, I, I, do, I do wonder if that comparison comes into our minds when we're rating how well he's playing now. Because I was speaking Probably. to a colleague who was at the Oxford game and was here today, and she, after the Oxford game, thought that Naby Sar was dreadful. Uh, and but you know, not chanting that much. And I said, well, funny enough, we all think he's playing quite well <laughs> at the moment. So maybe it is yeah. sort of comparison to what we're used to before. Just before we uh, read out our next point, just going to say, Estiadic. Uh, on the Chapman Life Forum, where there's a thread on there as well, if you want to get involved in tonight's show, uh, it says I just wanted to note the difference in the tone of the performance and around the team this year, as opposed to years gone. Yes, Toro are three divisions below us, but in years gone, we might have panicked when it was one nil for about an hour, or panicked when they got their goal. This year, it sounded like we handled it with professionalism and confidence. It's a credit to the quality of the players we have, their mentality, and the work done by Carl Robertson uh, and his team. Because I mean. I, I did ask Carl if if if, you know, if he was panicking or if his heart was in his mouth at, at one nil, uh, sorry at two one when they, when they pulled the, pulled the goal back and he said no, nah. I mean you, you didn't really get I mean they, they had chances throughout the game but you never we always felt fairly comfortable and, and confident we were going to go through. I just think we're a, <coughs> we got a stronger underbelly this season than, than previous seasons. I mean um, yes we've uh, you know in, in, in this season we've dropped uh, points against Plymouth and, and Gillingham when you know, teams we would normally expect to, to beat but. You know, um, we've come up against sides who uh, who we've been expected to be past after that, and have done so, um, and even ground out wins like uh, like the Wimbledon one or the uh, um, the Doncaster one, for example. You know, we've ground out wins, and I think uh, we're a stronger unit because of that, and, and we got better players, by the way. Mm. Excellent. Right, a couple more tweets before we go for a quick yep, break. Um, both from Reese. We got uh, not great, but job done, and that's all matters. All that matters. Uh, so happy we've got great options in Reeves and Marshall. Uh, he also goes on to say, Reese, and thank you for this. Uh, disappointing, uh, Dodo didn't do well. As desperately need another striking option. Hopefully, Best can provide that if he signs. Yeah, I mean, because Joe Dodo, I mean, he was fairly anonymous throughout, throughout today's mm-hmm. game, which is a disappointment because we do need a different option. We know when, when McGuinness is going to get knocks or anything like that. We need a different option, and didn't didn't. Stand up to it today. Yeah, and no, I was <coughs> I was quite looking forward to seeing Joe today because I've not um, I've not seen him and yeah he did, didn't really flatter me to, uh, flatter himself today. It did do bad. He just like you said the game just seemed to pass him by, which which was unfortunate. Um, he had a couple of nice touches with his back to goal, but the, yeah, he didn't really trouble them that I sort of wanted him to. So you pretty much described how he played on uh, Wednesday night as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, except he, except yeah. he got that uh, he got that chance with his head and put it away. Yeah. But it's true. It's true though. Like I mean, it's it's strange to think that for a team that's scoring a fair few goals this season, 
uh, we, we only got one striker, and the and, and the only there's only one of them who's. I mean, we're lucky that we do get goals from all over the pitch, and our midfielders between them, we're probably going to get. 40, 40 goals amongst them this season it seems I but. think if you're Carl Robinson you've got a diary um, in front of you and uh, the 1st of January it's just got striker written in it yeah. <laughs> because he must be desperate for that to transfer into open so he can uh, he can uh, provide some cover yeah. I think and we have still got that Leon Best uh, on trial I think I, I think last I heard he's going to he's going to be playing in the under 23s game at some point next week that's the last okay. I heard so mm-hmm. unless that's changed at all so, so we, there is still that option if he can sort of prove himself um but again, how much game time has he had? You know, can you mm, throw him in? Take into... a two, good two, three games, isn't it? Exactly that. Mm. So by the time he gets fit, it'll be January anyway. Uh, <laughs> Play one game and yeah. sell him. Yeah. Uh, Billy Hendricks just said uh, uh, on today's performance, it was boring, <laughs> slow, lazy at times, and made hard work without looking like losing. Job done though, and hopefully we'll get a decent draw in the next round. Right, let's have a quick break here on Channel. Just for that, just to remind you, the other topics we're going to be talking about. Uh, you're going to hear our fake FA Cup draw uh, at some point after we've, we've read out all your emails. Uh, if you've got any favourite memories of FA Cup games that you want to bring into the mix because it is an FA Cup show, uh, favourite child memories of FA Cup games, let us know. Uh, your favourite football cliches after Carl Robertson decided that uh, Reeves and Marshall returning from injury is like two new signings. What other favourite uh, football cliches do you have uh, that managers uh, use? And of course, our player in focus this evening is going to be Mark Marshall after he scored his first goal for the club. So you can tweet us. Uh, at Charlton Live you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk or head over to the Charlton Live forum uh, where there's a thread for tonight's show let us, uh, let us know what you think about Mark Marshall and him uh, sort of coming back into the team what do you think he can provide uh, are you excited by him being one of our two new signings that's like a new signing uh, we'll be back in 30 seconds Jackson, it's in! Jackson, Jackson, Jackson. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live here. Uh, yeah, in, in a studio that's full of malfunctions every week. My chair's just <laughs> sunk about a, a, a foot down, so now I'm struggling to see over the microphone and read the screen but there you go uh, welcome back to Chat Live here on uh, Maritime Radio we're looking back at today's uh, FA Cup triumph uh, over uh, Truro City here at the Valley Jimmy C said I predicted 3-0 so I'm devastated uh, he must have had a bet on it then yeah oh, maybe yeah uh, and uh, Mark uh, Garmy Headchef says, uh, please don't forget to mention the Palace score just in case anyone <laughs> hadn't seen it. I'm only got to be careful just in case people are waiting for match of the day and they don't like to know. But I mean, it's safe to say that Palace will now consider themselves ever so slightly better than Real Madrid. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah. yeah, good point. Although that won't help you in the championship <laughs> next season, lads. Um, uh, right, let's uh, let's hop on to the emails. I've got the uh, first one is from Chris Davin. Says, uh, oh, he's uh, very prompt with his email. I said, I sent it on the way home from the game. Uh, uh, entertaining second half 3-1 flattered us but we are through very impressed by Reeves uh, today and fair play to Robbo for showing the tournament respect by putting out a strong team a question uh, what is Dodu because he certainly ain't a forward he was hopeless marked out of the game by a 20 stone pub player uh, as bad a loan signing as we've seen in recent times now 
some people might suggest that that twenty stone reference was a bit uh, a bit of an exaggeration. I don't think that was far off. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> he was a big unit. That was it was in number four. Ed Palmer yeah. was a. I mean, he came, he's had some pasties in his time. Well, I think we called him Stout. Stout. Yes, I think that's uh, that's the technical. And no, the you confuse you confuse what he drinks for breakfast. <laughs> there, yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> with, uh, with what he is. I mean, I mean that, that is the glory of non-league football in, in the, the FA Cup. Is you do often get to see some fat blokes. <laughs> um, <playing. laughs> I, I can't imagine why BBC don't use that as a, as a sort of uh, promo for the FA Cup come and see some fat blokes yeah what happened last, last year with that certain goalkeeper who ate the pie as well yeah, that's I think true, yeah. if, if I had uh, Ed Palmer probably could have made a few quid there if he, if, if he was uh, <laughs> if he was up for it um, again mentioned Daudu there being if I feel a bit. Gonna, you, I mean, I know, everybody's going to have that uh, um, impression of him, and, and I get it because uh, he, had, he didn't flat. You know, he, as uh, as we've said, that he didn't really uh, do an awful lot. But um, I mean, you know, when you when you're a player who's on the fringe but been signed to play and hasn't, I mean, he hasn't had a lot of game time. I think that uh, checker trades and, and the two checker trades probably the only two times he's had a, a decent run out. You know, as a striker, especially. You need uh, you need confidence, you need fitness, and you need to to be able to know what's happening with your other players. And if if you're only going to get like five minutes every now and again, or one full game every in every six or seven, you're not going to be on top form. It's just not going to happen. And so uh, yeah, well, especially when you're that age. I mean, if you're a seasoned campaigner, you might be able to do it. But you know, how old is he? I'm not sure. Exactly. He's oh, he's early twenties, about yeah, twenty three. So, I think. So you know, I, I mean, I'm not saying he's ever going to be uh, you know the best player in the world, or uh, and he certainly might not be for us, but. I'd like to cut him a little bit of slack because it's not an easy task to just come off uh, of doing nothing for, for long periods of time and, and, and sparkle, no matter who you're playing against, whether it's a 20-stone pub player or uh, or not. You know? Keep him on in January then, Nath, don't do. Um, no, I think we'll probably, there'll probably be better options. I think Cole's already said that um, they're inquiring at other sort of forward players. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't keep him, but not due to, you know, because I've only seen him well today which isn't like I said it's not the greatest advert but I think just think there'll be more we could get uh, that probably be a bit more um, what we're looking for uh, but yeah I wouldn't keep him on but uh, hopefully you know like tells maybe he's just struggling confidence a little bit maybe I don't know we don't don't know the full story but um, yeah I think we'll probably be trying to get someone else a bit more um, experienced yeah <laughs> should I say I'm trying to be polite <laughs> Hi, <laughs> right, uh, next email's from Andre Ali. Uh, it says, hi guys, it's a shame we can't get Evsfleet at home next round so Katrine can entertain Varney uh, in the boardroom. <laughs> well, that could have been funny. Uh, and the thought the... did cross my mind when they were turning it up, I'll yeah. be honest. There's still the Kent Senior Cup, I guess. Probably be on holiday. <laughs> on another <laughs> Hindu. Oh, all right, okay. Uh, it says, uh, if we can... Would Peter Varney be on Hindu? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm talking about Stripper. Patreon. Whoosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, eventually. <laughs> if we can get uh, to the third round and Spurs away, then job done for Wembley without too much res- uh, disrupting to our promotion campaign. Now, if we get uh, Spurs oh, away like in it. the third round of the FA Cup, does that count as like going to Wembley? Because yeah, we haven't been to Wembley since yeah. 1998. Does that, that count? count? Yeah. yeah, of course it does. Right? And we've got the potential to get there five times this season now. Yeah. Wembley in the third round. Obviously in the final then again uh, when we get there. That's <laughs> Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. What's that? Semis, semis are at Wembley, Wembley as well. well. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Two. So that's three times. Uh, you've got the checker trade. Yep. Uh, yeah. And the playoff one. So that's so what, five. Five times. Five we could times. be at Wembley. Excellent. Which is good because I've had to see both Palace and Millwall there in the last couple of years. Well, you haven't had to. You've chose to. Uh, it's, you've got to make a little bit It says, a uh, great show from Truro. They've got a bit about them and looked better uh, when the game opened up. Now, I mean, 
it's, it's weird actually because Truro hadn't actually won a game since uh, since they qualified for the for the first round properly the FA Cup. I think they'd drawn one and lost one. They won away at Hampton to qualify, and then then they uh, lost somewhere. I think uh, it was at Wildstone. Then they drew at home to Bognor Regis. I mean, obviously no no standout names there. But before that, before that, they'd gone on a eight eight game winning run in in, in you know a couple of months before. Uh, so I mean, the, the, when, when you play any team that's you know w- without going down to pub leagues, if you're playing any team in even in the the, the first couple of leagues and non-league who are on a bit of good form and are up, upper end of their league, they're going to be full of confidence. They're going to be looking forward to come out and play football against well, you. Absolutely, they're six at the moment. They've got a game in hand, and uh, you know that if they win that, they're uh, they're second uh, to Dartford. So um, they're uh, you know they're they're in a a run of form. Uh, yeah, all right, they might have faltered because of the FA Cup run, and and perhaps. You know, the, this is almost the ideal scenario for them to, to come to us, earn a bit of cash at the FA Cup and uh, get knocked out so they can concentrate on that National League because they've got a shout of, uh, of getting promotion. Hmm. Uh, right, we've got one more email. Is uh, from Mark Newbury. Thanks for your email, Mark. It says, evening chats. We could have had double figures today, but I guess Jake Forster-Kasky had someone else's boots on. <laughs> uh, there were at least four good chances for him. Then Ricky had a couple. Uh, Cag could have notched one. Uh I wish Carla started with Kag as Dodu has no positional sense and let's be honest uh, I'm surprised he wasn't pulled off at half time we didn't play that well Mark um, it, I mean, it mentions Kag there I mean I'm you know Carlin's one of the you know he's one of our players who's come for the youth team you really 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 want him to take the ball by the horns over the, the last the next few years and, and, and score some goals but it's, it just hasn't been happening for him recently has it and he, and he came off the bench today and got involved in a couple of bits but doesn't stand out, does he? Yeah, it's the difficult one because every time I see a Hearn Grant, I still don't know where I'd prefer him to play. I don't know if I prefer him as a striker or if he's or if he's better of like out wide as a three. But every game that he's come on, like he's not actually done. I can't remember a game where I've actually when he's come on said, "Oh, he's done really, really well there." Well, when he's come on, I can't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He just always seems to fade into the background. He never really stands out for me. But we we know his pedigree for the lower leagues. But he's in that. He's caught in that middle ground. He's not good enough for this level, the League One, League One level. And I don't. He's, I think he's better. Than like, no disrespect, like a Bromley or a Dartford. I think he's a good season out. Let's so. not put Bromley and Dartford <laughs> in the same bracket, please. Uh, <laughs> I've got. I've got to say again. I'm going to go against the the, the, the uh, general perception, I suppose. But um, if you hark back to when uh, Carlin first burst onto the scene, as it were, then we were talking in exactly the same frame uh, or. or um, Terms. method as yeah. uh, as we were when Lookman came through because he was that kind of explosive striker that uh, that got behind players that had a, a <clears throat> blistering pace to do so as well and he had the confidence to take shots and confidence to score goals and that was just destroyed by that full season where we played him uh, when we shouldn't have done and he hasn't really recovered from that and I think uh, I'm one of the people that thinks he should go out on loan for a bit and, uh, and maybe refine that sort of confidence because I I think he is at a, a level, maybe only League One level but I think he's at a better level than, than Nathan, what Nathan's suggesting but he's got to find that form again and he scores for fun in the under 23s and he's got to be able to find that confidence to do it at a, a, a higher level and perhaps a season out on loan maybe if we, if we can afford to do that with uh, by getting some more players in then I think that would do him the world of good personally uh, so Mark's email continues guess that uh, Carlin will start against Portsmouth on Tuesday uh, but when Dodo goes back to Rangers I don't think he'll be missing to be honest if Truro wanted to leave their forward and take Dodo <laughs> uh, that's fine I'm not the first person I've seen say that uh, like I say I mean Tyler Harvey was definitely more impressive than 
than Joe Doju was today. There's no two ways around it. Uh, he says, glad that Josh gets to put his feet up before his international games and hope he doesn't get any knock uh, whilst away. I mean, that would be an absolute disaster for don't, us. Don't even oh. say it. Yeah. Uh, oh, it, was, yeah. it was good to see a team trying to play football and not just relying on lumping it up to a big feather. At least we're not the banana skin uh, game, which, to be honest, at least 15% of me thought it would be uh, a nice home <coughs> game. Next round uh, is fine. I mean, um, it is true, actually. We, we talk about if you think of the League One teams here, they've come here and not and given us a game. I mean, Northampton, they're dreadful like, compared mm. to Truro. I mean, teams that have come and been really hard to break down, like Wimbledon. They showed much less intent than Truro. I mean, Truro certainly made, you played like, as, as I keep saying, played their part, and what in what made it quite an uh, exciting cup tie. Agreed, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, no, I've, I've said earlier. I think they deserved a goal just through their bravery, and they put it on our toes a little bit. And they obviously they got their rewards to an extent by getting a goal. But like you said, there's certain teams like Wimbledon. I can't. They didn't offer anything at all. I don't think, if I, unless I'm thinking of the wrong game, but. They at least, you know, they they caused they they had how many chances true about four, three, four good chances. Oh, I've got yeah. the stats if you like. Uh, they had six, uh, fifteen, well, twenty-three shots totally, fifteen on target, eight, uh, eight on target. Sorry, fifteen off target. Yeah. That's incredible. A team comes in, exactly. a non-league team comes and have twenty-three shots and, and gets eight on target. And you so. think they're going to sit behind the ball the whole game? Yeah. That's never. That's never. So that 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 in itself proves they had a go and. Um, well, like, yeah. as I said, they clearly had a plan to. to uh, I think in the first, the way that the game started, they had, uh, they had say, they had five defenders and they were chasing the ball and uh, closing the space down. Um, when we scored, they didn't really change it that much, but that second goal went in, they knew they had to come at us, yeah. and they did. Uh, and so um, they gave it a good go. All right, thanks for your emails. Don't forget you can keep them coming in studio at charltonlive.co.uk uh, or you can tweet us at charltonlive or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum uh, put your comment in the thread on there about tonight's show. Don't forget you can uh, uh, let us know about today's game. Uh, if you want to do, let us know who you want in the next round of the FA Cup. Uh, any FA Cup memories, your favourite FA Cup memories, if you have one of, of years gone by, your favourite football cliches because... Uh, Carl's described two of our players coming back today as like two new signings. Uh, and our player of focus this evening is Mark Marshall. We're going to talk about him later on in the show. Let me know what uh, you know how excited you are about Mark Marshall coming back. Right, we're going to have a quick break. And then we're going to exclusively reveal who Charlton have in the next round, <laughs> according to our fake draw. Superbly well to win it off of uh, Maloney and now set up a Hearn Grant on the left hand side of the penalty area. A Hearn Grant, little step over, ball back across, oh, behind everybody. It's going to be picked up by Forster Caskill. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On the other side of the penalty area, Foster Kasky, left foot shot. Oh, what a goal. Oh, what a finish. Oh, oh, oh. what a belter from Jake Foster Kasky to absolutely round off a glorious afternoon for the Addicts. So welcome back to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me in the studio is Terry Smith and Nathan Miller. We've all been here at the Valley all day because we were enjoying uh, today's 3-1 win over Truro City in the FA Cup first round proper. Uh, now, of course, if you uh, are lucky enough to progress through the FA Cup first round proper like we are, you get put into the draw for the second round. Now, we're all impatient in this studio and we couldn't be bothered to wait until tomorrow evening to find out who we're going to draw. So, Terry, also because you had like two hours to kill after the game. Uh, <laughs> Might you, trying to do it, yeah. Uh, and you had uh, some scissors to play with. You, you decided to do your own FA Cup draw and it's thrown up a few surprises, Not has well, it? Well, no. Uh, <laughs> myself and Nathan, um, uh, we had a proper hat. Uh, now we were thinking of jetting off to Dubai uh, and, <coughs> and doing the draw, sort of Carabao esque, uh, at three o'clock in the morning, but instead we uh, we did it here, and uh, you drew the home so- home teams out, didn't you? Yes, uh, Nathan and I uh, I picked the away ones. And, uh, so let's go go through the draw, but maybe hold our one till the end. Well, we were the second. We were the second draw. We th- were third ball out, yeah. uh, technically, um, but the second draw. So yeah, I'll avoid that. It, we started off with Notts County home to Luton, humdinger there, uh, and then we'll avoid uh, <coughs> the next one because it's us. Uh, Morecambe then were at home to Slough I think the one of the pick of the uh, <coughs> excuse me uh, the pick of the draws was uh, the potential uh, <coughs> of Gateshead and Yeovil playing <laughs> fuming Yeovil at home to Gateshead <laughs> now if you're a supporter that's the real one you know you really want that don't you uh, Shrewsbury and Bradford was an all league one tie at, uh, at Bradford uh, MK Dons were away to Coventry another belter uh, and uh, Chorley or Fleetwood because they're playing tomorrow uh, potentially could be playing Exeter away. Mm. Uh, sorry, at home to Exeter. So Exeter well, got travel Exeter, all the way to uh, yeah. well, Chorley or Fleetwood. They're both fair. I don't fair even know distance, where's Chorley, like Manchester. Near Manchester yeah. way, yeah, Preston way. Uh, so um, that was one. Uh, Wigan uh, home to Oxford City was uh, was towards the end of the draw. Uh, the final draw out was Wickham at home to AFC Wimbledon. Blackburn are going to take on Crew according to us. Uh, and that Rochdale Doncaster is a, is a local uh, ding dong battle, and uh, <coughs> the one we were really looking forward to because we can't really say it is AFC filed uh, Fiddly D, AFC <laughs> um, <laughs> Fiddly D, <laughs> who are who are apparently according to us are going to be at home to Boreham Wood. Excellent. So who did Charlton draw then? So, so second draw in second uh, um, uh, third team out of the hat as it were. Uh, we got a home try, home try, that's which good. Uh, which I'm hoping they're really pleased about, uh, and we've got either because there's a replay on the cars. Peterborough or Tranmere? Ooh. <laughs> so, Glamorous. yeah, there's, doesn't that really? Uh, yeah, if, really you, if you had a choice up, between those two, <coughs> um, Tran- I'd like to see Tranmere. Yeah. They should, uh, they're, they're back in there in the conference now, aren't they? Yeah, they've they been in the conference for three or four years. Yeah, now. They're they're playing playing good, yeah. the old Division One. Yeah, absolutely, going up there. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Peterborough or Tranmere are, uh, are our uh, potential opponents according to the Charlton Live draw. Excellent. Right, well, uh, Charlton Exiles got involved and he says uh, if we can uh, squeak through the second round. I fancy a home tie against Crystal Palace. Can you imagine? Now, Palace are right for the taking at the moment. Can he just go and stand in the corner and not speak to anybody until he, until he comes to his senses? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. 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 
I mean, I mean, is, is there a preferred type of draw now? Are you looking for a, a non-league away. team at home again in in the what, second, second round? Yeah, for the second round. Yes. Yeah, yeah I think you, uh, another home side. I think you just yeah. want a, a you know not easy, of course, but a more potentially you know more winnable tie. We're likely to get Blackburn, you know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. The I mean, thing is, I don't mind. I don't away. mind the home sides, but then again, if we if I look at it as today, if we played away. Would we be able to express ourselves better in, if, instead of trying to break someone down, or someone who's at least going to be a bit more open, maybe? But um, I mean, I'd, I prefer all the home games. But I mean, as long as it's if it is away, as long as it's nowhere like Gateshead, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that'd be. With all due respect to anybody listening from Gateshead, of course. <laughs> Uh, Tim Jackson says I'm hoping for Billy Ricky away uh, second round it is five minutes walk from my home in Essex uh, Spurs away third round at Wembley please now did, I, I don't know if Billy Ricky they drew, they drew, drew yeah, Leatherhead so there's so, a replay at Leatherhead yeah so um, so I mean if a game like that a big I mean that, that a potential banana I'm not sure about Billy Ricky I mean it would draw the television I'm sure because of yeah. Billy Ricky's um, current uh, exploits yeah. um, I've got Koncheski playing for me mm-hmm. quite a few Koncheski um, Jamie O'Hara yeah, was there Jermaine Pennant yeah. Andrew Foley <laughs> Darren Pearce probably <laughs> Hayden <laughs> Mullins like yeah. uh, okay and uh, uh, Phil Chapman says if there's no uh, uh, drunk Rod Stewart uh, and it's not done at 4am in <laughs> That's China. That's not what you said. Then it's not a proper draw. <laughs> it's going to pack to the, uh, uh, the the drawing uh, boards. Right. The other one of the other things I wanted to uh, talk about. Uh, favorite FA Cup memories. Uh, Terry, obviously, I'm assuming yours was the 1947 <laughs> final. Yeah, I knew that was coming up. Uh, yeah. I could have written that down. I, <laughs> uh, I mean, have you got a favourite? We sort of, we sort of discussed ourselves on on, on I've Thursday. Got a few, actually. I mean, actually, there was there was a moment today which could be up there, and I'll, I'll explain that in a minute. But uh, one that particularly sticks in my head um, aside from the Fulham away you know we did that a couple of seasons back where we brought where we packed out that end and it was a cracking yeah. night and we were as a fan base um, super uh, that night I thought but um, back in 1976 we were playing Sheffield Wednesday who um, I'm trying to think we were in I think we were in what was the old division one so the old uh, sorry division two championship if you will yeah and Sheffield Wednesday were in the league either one or two leagues below us at the time but always been well supported and we were at the Valley and our crowds back then were probably only in the sort of eight to 9,000 mark. Similar to now then. Yeah, not, not million yeah. miles away. And I took up my usual position in the cabin and I got there early. Uh, I can't think why actually, I'm not sure why. And uh, all of a sudden uh, I could hear this noise coming from uh, well, what is the Jimmy Seed stand now which was open at the time. And uh, it just hordes of, of Sheffield Wednesday fans turned up and I mean hordes, absolutely loads of them. And then Again, from the other side, uh, I heard more noises. So they were coming at us from both flanks. And there was only like 50 people in the Covenant at the time. I was one of them. And it was like Rourke's Drift. They just <laughs> and they didn't bother walking around the pitch. They just walked over it. <laughs> and just, just came towards the Covenant because they knew that was the home end and took it. Basically, well, there was, the policeman was uh, basically um, came in and, and told all us that were in there to get out. And I said, no, you've got to stop them. This is our end. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Get out. <laughs> you didn't put up much of a fight then? Uh, no. Basically not. There were thousands. I think we probably were outnumbered that day. Can you remember the result, Nagel? Uh, we beat them two one. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the just the image of I'm standing there and I could see these 
just thousands of Sheffield Wednesday fans. We seem to have quite us. a good cup record against Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> I think we obviously beat him at Hillsborough recently. Beat him at Hillsborough four two when we're in the Premier League. Beat him here. I think 2 0 in January, sort of about okay. 96, I think. I remember being too ill to go to that game. Is that an FA Cup game you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, I'll have a look for that. I've got, yeah. I've got every single match we've ever played in the FA Cup here, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Oh, excellent. Uh, Nathan, uh, how, how far up uh, your rankings does today's game fit into your favourite? <laughs> <Top>. Absolute top. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, I said on Thursday, what, what um, Telgy said, the Fulham one. Obviously, Sean Newton at Coventry. Um, and the the, the non Charlton one would be uh, the Ryan Giggs thing when Man United the Ryan Giggs goal against yeah uh, that would be yeah. the non Charlton one I think but <clears throat> non Charlton one for me and I can't remember what year it was but it was the Arsenal Man United final when um, Arsenal were 2-0 up and then Man United pulled it back to 2 all. I think Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Greenoff might have got the uh, the, the equaliser right on um, what it seemed like right on full time only for uh, Sunderland um, who was playing at Arsenal at the time, go up the other end and, and beg the winner just in the last. And the reason that sticks out is because for some reason, best known to himself, my dad wanted um, Man United to win. Now, bearing in mind, he was an Irishman and uh, Arsenal had about seven Irish players playing for him at the time. It, it didn't make any sense to me either. <laughs> but um, I think it's because I wanted Arsenal and he thought I'll, I'll support the other team then. And uh, he was going mental after, after Man United equalised, again, for reasons best known to himself. Only for him to come crashing down to earth when Sunderland scored with about uh, two seconds to go. Right, excellent. Let's have another break here on Charlton Live. Don't forget, I want to hear your favourite football cliches after we come back from the break. Uh, and our player in focus this evening we'll discuss is uh, Mark Marshall. <laughs> But all McCovey's line, he's gone for it, you know. Oh, what a goal! Oh, what a goal by Armacassi! Oh, that's almost at the halfway line. Unbelievable strike. That is outrageous. Right footed. Well, we saw all McCovey's line. What a goal. Live. So welcome back, it's Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio on your Sunday evening. FA Cup memories come flying in from Seb Lewis. He also mentioned the Cup uh, comeback uh, against Coventry. Uh, and then Mark uh, tweeted in FA Cup, you can't beat the Spank in a Forest a few years ago. 4-1 win uh, after reading Dave Bassett slagging us off before. Now that is a great one, I remember that uh, quite well. Because I'm fairly confident that was Carl Eburn's last goal for us. Uh, or at least his last game for us. And it was... Um, uh, it was raining quite heavily, and I think there was an open section in the west stand as they were sort of building up the new stand, and uh, loads of fans were getting rained on. Uh, but yeah, I remember being there and Cole Eburn scoring, and he celebrated right in front of us, uh, in, in where I was sat in the east stand. Uh, and then he, um, yeah, went off to Wimbledon not long after and being devastated uh, when when, uh, when Cole Eburn left. Right, um, we spoke to Carl after the game, and he mentioned it in the press conference as well, uh, talk about the two goal scorers from today, which of course is uh, Ben Reeves. And Mark Marshall, they both have had their injury issues throughout the uh, the start of this season. Uh, Marshall got injured in that preseason friendly and lastly one to his knee uh, away at Stevenage. And Reeves was just—I don't know exactly how you describe his injury. It's just not fit, and then picked up a slight calf strain, and then just mu- mu- the muscle injuries you get with not being fully match fit and playing matches. Uh, so both of them, but both of them have started coming back in now. The last few games, they both uh, came off the bench away at Fleetwood. 
about a month ago when Tariq Fossey got his hat-trick and, and have been coming in and out. Marshall then uh, disappeared again for a couple of weeks, but they, they've been coming in and out. And now Carl Robertson described their re-emergence in the team as like two new signings, which is ironic because they actually are two new signings still. Uh, but this was like two new signings. So after, when he was saying that, I was thinking, oh, I do like a, a cliche. I mean, I remember Andrew Cross last season uh, saying, oh, uh, we've got 18 cup finals less this season. <laughs> and unfortunately, given our cup record, we went on to not win in the next eight. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so have you guys got a favourite a favorite cliche that you like? Um, I know you like to use a few, Tell. <clears throat> yeah, well, <laughs> I've mentioned it uh, off air that uh, um, I've uh, I've been David Filmer, if, he, if he's listening. Hi, oh, David. Uh, they, him and his son actually do a, a killer's beard bingo for my cliches apparently I didn't know I had any <laughs> so which ones do you use then? Uh, I don't know he wouldn't tell me apparently uh, well the last one was hospital ball hospital ball that's yeah. not a cliche is it? I don't, I don't know if it is really yeah. well, if, if someone says box them in that just cracks me up every time you know when they have a throw in everyone just shouts box them in or something like that <laughs> I think the um, uh, we, we just take it one game at a time is always a good one. Yeah, one step at one a time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just concentrate on the next game. Yeah. Just, just glad to be in the hat. After a, <laughs> just glad to be in the hat. It only happens after a draw in, in the cup, doesn't yeah, exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. Uh, Seb Lewis says a, a game of two halves. Of course, yes. Yeah. Uh, so if you guys have got any more uh, on that vein, let us know. You can tweet us at charltonlive.co.uk uh, or you can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. I think I've got the tweet one wrong there. <laughs> right, um, player in focus. Uh, this week is is Mark Marshall, one of the the two new signings. Um, like we say, touted as one of the best wingers in the league. Now I saw him. I was at I was at the playoff final last year for when he played Bradford against Millwall. Uh, and in that first half, I mean, he was almost unplayable, uh, run, running down the wing for for, for Bradford City there. And uh, sounds like I mean, you'll you, you'll read from him uh, in the paper on Tuesday. It sounds like there was you know. Various different teams were in for him, uh, where, where he decided to come to Charlton uh, to, to link up with Carl Robertson. He's from Deptford as well, so he's not exactly from far away. I mean, what have you have you made of what the little we've seen of him so far? Now? Yeah, yeah, he's. Um, you can tell, you can tell that he's a good player. I mean, even when he came down here and um, we played Bradford, you could tell he was a threat, and you see all the highlights how good he was. But even that, he was a good player um, when he's back at Barnet as well. He was still. I think he's got about seven, six goals the last couple of seasons. So he's got goals in him for a winger. Um, but he's, he, he's uh, very direct and he, he does look very good. But it's just a case of getting him up to speed now because I don't think we've seen, obviously, the best of him yet. Um, but yeah, that first half against Millwall, you, you said he was um, pretty pretty unplayable. But hopefully it won't be too long till we can see it because I think he, he just gives us another bit of another another dimension to our play a little bit being really direct and somebody can really cross a ball as well which with Terry alluded to earlier Josh is going to be licking his lips out well, <coughs> as I said on he showed flashes of it on on Wednesday night um, in that checker trade game where he went past his man and, and you thought it was an almost impossible angle uh, right by the touchline to get a cross in and he did on two or three occasions and they were well, they weren't just um, aimless balls into the box they were really good crosses in for uh, and it needed all it needed was somebody to uh, coming from deep and, and meet him. So, if that's the level that uh, that he's normally at, then then certainly it's, uh, we've got to really look forward to the time when he's uh, when he's really fit and up and running. I mean, he, he was talking afterwards. He is. He, he seems to think he's um, he's back to some sort of strength, but match fitness is a different thing, and match sharpness as well is obviously a different thing as well. Yeah, and that's why minutes in, in games like today are obviously uh, so important for him. Right, uh, I put it out to you guys on Twitter. Uh, and elsewhere to ask you what you make of uh, 
of, uh, of Mark Marshall. Tom Wallin says that uh, he's a very handy player, does the basics well, quick and a mean cross, great in games where we can't break the opposition down, a lovely option to have. I mean, that's the other thing to remember, is, of course. I mean, if Mark Marshall's starting the game, then Fossey might be on the bench or, or vice versa. But, I mean, someone, someone with the pace of Marshall or Fossey running at a tired defence with 20 minutes left to go, I mean, we're going we're gonna to rescue some games late on when we need to, aren't we, with, with players like that quality to have amongst the squad and on the bench. I'm trying to think, was it Chris Solly who said uh, when, when he was interviewed earlier on in the season when we had Mark Marshall and Ben Reeves out? Uh, and he, didn't he say something alluded to that if he was a defender? You know, and uh, and you looked yeah, across a, at your yeah. bench and you saw uh, that uh, Reeves and Marshall to come on with mm. 20 minutes to go. You'd be scared the life out of yeah. you. Uh, and that must be true. I mean, if, if Chris Solly says that, he's one of the best defenders in, in the league, well, bar none. So um, it must... Uh, yeah, it's a great option to have, yeah. whether they start or come on. Yeah, I remember he said that. Where, it was aware of Walsall when those two were just lining up Something to come like back that, yeah. soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Martin says that his little cameo against Wimbledon uh, made me sit up and take notice. His pace is electric. I can't... Uh, wait to see him uh, in the league. Lee Freire says very high, uh, very highly quick quality uh, player. I mean, in terms of pace, I mean we, we've got a fair bit of pace in the team now. You think Holmes is quite quick, Fosu is very quick, uh, especially at this level. That can sort of make the difference when teams are sitting back and you know just um, you know trying to be solid. If you can just nip beyond a defender, get, get beyond you know one of those banks of four. A bit and, and stretch teams and that sort of thing can be so important especially when teams want to come and sit behind you make themselves difficult to break down and especially away from home oh, away uh, from home we, look, we well, can counter us superbly and I think uh, that's going to be the difference in this season and last the amount of points we pick up away from home with the sort of players we've got mm. Uh, interesting tweet here from Chris Jones which I'm going to clean up slightly but he said <laughs> he looked hopeless today even with a goal or a proper lazy boy uh, you guess which word I cleaned up there I mean I was sort of surprised by that did you think he looked lazy or hopeless no. Oh, he just looks. He doesn't look like you said. So he doesn't. He's not match sharp. But that's going to come in time. The only time you're going to get that is get minutes on the pitch, and he'll probably have a couple more wayward shots. That's being polite, but um, <laughs> but yeah, he's 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 going to need the minutes, which is what Cole's done for this last week. He said these three games are going to be key for him and Reevesy, and um, all all will bode well. It will come together. He's just got to just be a bit patient. He's had a bad injury and. You can't just chuck him in at the deep end and expect him to be firing and all cylinders straight away. Excellent stuff. So that's our player in focus for this week, uh, Mark Marshall. Just another cliche is coming from Reese. It says, my favourite cliche, the most obvious statement on the planet, at the end of the day, yeah. goals win your games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's quite a good one as well. Six yeah, is apparent, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Excellent. Right, uh, quick break here on Charlton Live. Just uh, well, less than 10 minutes left to go. We've still got time to talk about uh, Tuesday's game against Pompey in the check yourself before you wreck yourself. Holmes has it over halfway, going on a run, Holmes. Holmes still on the ball, heading towards the corner of the penalty area, gets the ball in the box, Novak with the header! It's a goal! Oh, what a goal! Lee Novak with a superb glancing header from a magnificent Holmes cross, puts Charlton in the lead.
So welcome back. It's Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Uh, those of you who pay more attention will now notice that Terry's gone home. Uh, he's had to. He's, he's, he's got to do the airport run. Uh, so he, I was very, very grateful that he, he managed to stay uh, this late in the show. But he has run off to do an airport run. Uh, so thanks to, to Terry uh, for, for joining us this evening on Charlton Live. But we have got the last five or six minutes of the show to talk about. Uh, Nathan, mm. uh, we're back here at the Valley in two days' time. It's, yeah. like, it's like we never leave the place. Uh, yeah. It's the check yourself before you wreck yourself. We're already qualified for the next round, which is great news or terrible news depending on your on your point of view uh is it great news or is it terrible news uh well that we're already qualified yeah um good in a way that we we could probably play um an even probably younger team if that's possible on the wednesday um but is it bad no it's a it's a at the end of the day, it's a it's a competition but it's not my most favorite one if i'm honest but we've obviously i've won us to win i never want us to lose a game but um i wouldn't be gutted if we went out of this one too soon to be honest the FA Cup one's my main one yeah I mean um, in, in terms of team I mean mm. we, we were all here on on Wednesday and yeah. we watched the game I mean do you think it'll be a similar line up to that I'd, I'd imagine so but then because I mean I know we've got a game we've got a friendly on Saturday haven't we so I don't I, I think maybe um, will he play it? I think he might play a similar team I think Reeves might get 30 minutes I can't surely he won't play Reeves and Marshall for another 60 minutes again surely not but I think Arebo will get 90 because he didn't play. I think um, I think Jick still will get 90. It'd be interesting if if Page comes in, if he's fit enough yet, or if he's going to go with Maskell again. Um, but obviously Maskell played yesterday, didn't he? So I don't know. It's it's interesting to see how how far you know is Lennon near enough there now, or Barnes will get a go. So yeah, if, I think we'll have a few of the young young boys out. Um, Maybe with a sprinkling of yeah. others. But yeah, but there, and there will be something riding on the game, at least in, in terms of the fact that if if uh, we win the game, I think possibly even if we draw as well, that we'll get the home tie in, in the next oh, round, okay. which is important. I mean, to for, for a competition that is... I, know, I don't know if I'm just being selfish here, because it's, it's a real pain for me, really, because it's more... You know, it's another night to come down here. It's a game off, and the atmosphere was so bad on the... Mm. On, on, on Wednesday evening I just didn't enjoy it at all so at the very least at least a home game means we won't have to travel too far to watch something fairly pointless yeah no that's what I mean you don't want to I don't know who left, who's left in the checker, checker trade trophy but obviously you don't want to be going away to Carlisle or something <laughs> on a Tuesday night or yeah, I think luckily, the draw, luckily it's still like north and oh, south oh is it still it? north yeah. and south is it? See, it shows my my interest in the competition <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah hopefully be, not will you be coming down for it um, I, I was going to but I might swear I might still go football training but um, I might do I might change my mind because um, we've already qualified um, I might swerve it but if we had St. Wyden on it I probably would have but I think I'm just going to wait until Monday see how work I'll get on at work and stuff Excellent stuff. Right. Um, in terms of the uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, just just because uh, uh, our cashy back bets, and I've been getting getting closer oh, and closer this uh, this year, and we came really close to winning about a fiver today, didn't we? Ten R. We needed one more goal. It didn't matter who scored. We just needed over. We didn't. We needed five goals and a Charlton win, and we got four and a Charlton win. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't know. I think Tom called it. Tom called three one on Thursday, didn't he? Mm. So I don't know if I might just give him the give him the go this week. Mm. But it's literally starting to grate me now because it's like 
I've never been this unlucky on a bet in my, all my <laughs> life. I've at least had a winner here and there, but this one is just a curse, I'm telling you. Yeah, well, I bet on uh, both teams to score yes in every Premier League three o'clock kickoff yesterday, and they all finished 1 0. So it didn't go well. <laughs> Do go well for me either. Right. Uh, yeah, after, after the checker trade, before you wreck a trade yourself on uh, on um, uh, Tuesday evening, we are now into the international breaks and we're not going to play Shrewsbury. So, I mean, it would have been a fascinating game, Shrewsbury being at the top of the league. But has the break come a good time for us? I mean, from, again, from a personal point of view, it's a week off, you know, it's... You know, it's a rest within the season for the the, the player that perhaps most needs a rest for us. Uh, Josh McGuinness is the one who's not getting one because he is in the international side. But in terms of for the club, do you think do you think it's come at the right time? Um, possibly. I think if we had if we had more depth up front, I would probably would have preferred to play the game even with McGuinness off because I think the way you know that they they've just hit that you know they lost and we're still on a good bit of form and I'd rather play on a Saturday than now we're going to have to play Tuesday Saturday somewhere along the line. Um, so yeah, I suppose in a way because we're short up front. Yes, it has come at a good time, but it, it is what it is. But I would have preferred to have played it, but we didn't have anyone up front, so it's quite a good thing we ain't playing it, in my opinion. And uh, you know, I guess a good time to try and take heed of the season again. Now we are having a little break in terms mm. of how well the season could have gone at this at this point in 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 the campaign. I don't think you can really have too many complaints. Obviously, we're not in that top two. We're not. You know, Shrews were the surprise, the surprise package in there. Wigan are pretty much as expected, but mm. you know, we, we're within, you know, within uh, catching distance, and you can't really have too many complaints. No, not not at all. I mean, the dis- the only disappointing moments of the season are the, obviously the Gillingham, the Plymouth, and the Bury game, and the Plymouth and Gillingham game especially. You know, when we played them, well, a few weeks ago, they were the only two games they won, and that were they were against us. So yeah, they were the disappointing moments. Bury at home. Possibly, um, but you know, you're not. We're not. We don't have a divine right of winning every game and being unbeaten the whole year. So. We should do, shouldn't we? But sadly, we don't. Uh, Tim <laughs> Jackson says we'd rather go to the FA Youth Cup game on Wednesday at Parkview Road than the Checker Trade. <laughs> I'd sort of be almost yeah. almost tempted to to agree with you there, but uh, I, I don't think I'll be going to the Youth Cup game. I'm sure I might go to that. Who knows? Uh, anyway, we've run out of time here on uh, Charlton Live. Uh, don't forget, because it is international break next week, we're not going to be here uh, next Thursday or next Sunday for the big match preview or the Charlton Live Sunday evening show. Uh, so don't tune in for that. You'll have a, a week off from us. Uh, Nathan, thanks for joining us on uh, Charlton Live this evening. No, I cheers all. I've been uh, Louis Mendes. Thanks for all your tweets and your emails. And uh, you know, thanks for the, uh, the performance today, Charlton, to get us into the third round uh, of the FA Cup. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.